This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Like I say, there are folks making a living. Here's a good example for nature. My friend Daryl Gulen, who's nowhere near as famous as me, he's a great photographer, and he has concentrated on stock photography. And he was the one who taught me, hey, stock photography is not about how many good pictures you have. It's learning to photograph to a concept. So you might photograph a mother and baby bird together. And there's this tenderness concept and caring and caregiving And photographing to different concepts like power and strength and creativity. And he was great at doing that. And boy, if you go back to 2001, he was making six, seven figures from a bunch of stock agencies. And the last time I talked to him, he was down about 60 to 70 percent. And he's on my list of people to call when I had this latest revelation of down 99 percent for us. You know, I'm sure he's still making money, but... The trick for me was to realize that if I didn't come up with some new ideas, I was going to be working in Walmart or working in Burger King. So one of the breakthrough things, you mentioned the original The Art of Bird Photography. That sold 15,000 copies in hardcover and then another 30,000 copies, I I believe, in softcover. And one year when I called Amphoto and I said I want to order another 20 cases, they said, we're sorry, we're letting that book go out of print. I said, what? They said, yeah. So then I came up with this idea of self-publishing the book. To do that, amazingly, I needed to buy the rights to my own book. That cost me a little under 2000 bucks. And I wound up going back to the original printer in Hong Kong, and I remastered the cover and changed one or two pages to, you know, update them a bit. And we republished the book, and I printed 10,000 books. And 10,000 books may not seem like a lot of books until a yellow freight truck backs into your driveway and unloads four pallets of books, each one bigger than a Volkswagen. And you have to figure out what to do with them. And now it's six, seven, eight years later, and we've sold about seven of the 10,000 So who knows, if I live long enough, maybe we'll have to reprint the reprint. Well, we're pretty much the only ones who sell them through the website and the blog. But on to more important things. 2000, I don't know, two or four, I come up. I'm starting to, it's probably 2004. I've now switched from film to digital, and I love digital so much that I wish I never heard the word film. 2001. Well, I was not going to switch to digital. I was going to be shooting film in 2020. Funny, Daryl Goleen said the same thing. And so in 2001, I bought a Canon 1D, the first professional digital camera body, I don't know, something like three or four megapixels. 
And the only re- I wasn't going to switch to digital. I was just going to learn to teach people about histograms. That's the only reason I got it. So I think I don't know, but I think it was 2001 or 2002. I went to New Mexico for my usual three or four weeks, and I had seven film camera bodies with me and my one digital body. And I was trying digital just a little bit, and then as fate would have it, near the end of the trip, we had a spectacular morning. The light in the pre-dawn was amazing, and the birds were blasting off, and the colors were purple and red. And then it got to be more red and orange as it got closer to sunrise. And then it just, the light changed every 10 minutes for an hour. Spectacular opportunities. And I had decided that morning I was going to do all digital. And when I got the pictures, number one, I didn't have to wait a month to get them back from the lab. The pictures were right there. Every picture had the shutter speed and the aperture and the ISO. And I remember looking that morning at the pictures and saying, my God, I I never learned so much in such a short time. And I'd be glad to sell you one of those seven film camera bodies. They each have a partially exposed roll of film in them, and they've been sitting on the shelf since that morning. I never took another frame of film. So now we go ahead, and I'm seeing digital pictures online. We're seeing lots of digital photographs being posted to different websites and critiquing sites. And I'm seeing how beautiful the digital reproduces for electronic use. And but I'm seeing that a lot of people are ruining their pictures in Photoshop by over-sharpening them and oversaturating them. So I decide I'm going to do a second Art of Bird Photography book, which went on to be called The Art of Bird Photography 2. I started writing it, and I worked on the digital chapter first, just basic instructions on cameras and lenses and how to convert your raw files and why to use raw files and what to do with them in Photoshop. So I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And then after a while, I started writing different chapters. And after four years of writing, I had a 900-page book, which no one would have been able to lift. And I didn't have the money to print it or store the books. So once I got up to 900 pages and more than 900 photographs, I realized that it was not feasible to make this a printed book, and I decided to do it on CD. And that's what I did. And boy, the the economics were amazing. When the original The Art of Bird Photography came out in hardcover, and Amphoto sold a copy, I made about $1.75. By the time it went to softcover and they were selling it to a publisher, to a, to a bookseller, I'd make like 95 cents. Near the end of the run, when they were selling it to Amazon, I'd make 45 cents. So in, with traditional publishing, the photographer was not doing very well, or the writer. So, so I decided to publish the CD book. But before I got to the publication year, it took four years to write the whole thing, I said, wait a second, I have good solid information here in the form of this, this digital information. And I'm watching all these people ruin their pictures in Photoshop. So I grabbed the chapter on digital photography and I made it into a PDF and I sold it as digital basics. We, we sold that for years as a standalone offering, Digital Basics, and I updated it, oh, too many times. And I found that people were willing to pay good money. I think we sold it for 15 and then we raised it to 20 or maybe 25. That people were willing to pay good money for solid information about photography that would help them become better photographers. 
So the end result of the original digital basics file was that about six or seven years ago, I built myself a beautiful swimming pool, a lap pool in my backyard for 68,000. When I did the math at the time, it turned out that digital basics had paid for it in its entirety. And then recently, we just introduced the Burgess Art Current Workflow e-guide, which I lovingly call Digital Basics 2. So a few years ago, I switched to Mac from PC, and I went from Breeze Browser to Photo Mechanic, and I convert all my raw files in Canon Digital Photo Professional 4, which is DPP4. So of course, I have guides on all of those things, and the new guide is selling fabulously well, and I just introduced another guide, really high-level, high-end stuff on doing micro-adjustments, learning to adjust the focus of your expensive cameras and lenses to make most of the pictures as sharp as possible. And then in the same vein, once I got this idea that, actually the way it happened is a funny story. A guy in England wrote me and he said, hey Art, I'm coming over to visit Fort DeSoto. I know you've been there a lot. Would you please tell me what birds I could expect to photograph there? And what's the best places to go in the park? And what's the best wind to go to each, play, each place? And what's the best season for each bird? And while you're at it, tell me a few good places to eat and where to stay in a good motel. Gave me a new business. So I wrote the guy and I said, hey, it's going to take me a couple of days to write that up. Would you pay 50 bucks? He said, sure. So I sent him just, you know, 10 pages with some pictures, sent me 50 bucks. And then the next day, right after I sent it to him, I get another email and it says, hey, I'm going to Fort DeSoto. And there, that's how site guides were born. So now you can go to the Burgess online store and click on publications by Artie or on site guides. I'm not sure of all the designations. So now we have guides to Bosque and San Diego and Fort DeSoto in southwestern Florida. Came up with a new business plan from that. Hey, I'm getting tired of writing, but I'm a good editor. So had some friends write different guides. Some of them are site guides. Some of them are how to photograph and they write the guide. Unfortunately, most of them are not very good writers. So I get to edit the work and then we sell it and split the money because I have the, you know, the big online presence through the blog and they have ideas. And basically it's worked out to be a great, a great system. So yeah, selling information in digital form as PDFs or on CD, we're actually getting away from CDs and the people overseas love that because they can do it just as a simple download. Do you need a website that actually works and is easy to update? Save Your Labs is a Boston web services firm that cares for your business and your team. We solve problems so you can focus on what you do best. Just follow the link in the show notes and enter code WEB1 for more information. So today I make money by selling information in digital form, selling books and e-guides in digital form, a lesser amount of teaching every year after the insanity of last year where I had my gallbladder taken out on October 6th and got on a plane and traveled around South America photographing and teaching for 11 weeks. That was insanity. So I'm slowing down a bit, doing less teaching, just taking times to count my blessings. You know, oh, every minute, every day. When this interview is over, I'm going to throw on my lined pants because I'm up in, on Long Island. It's cold. And I've been trying to find this Hudsonian Godwit that's been visiting Hector State Park. And I've been five times and not even gotten to see him. Maybe today will be the magic.
Yes, Paul, thank you. And thanks for all of your kind words. And the two things are, you asked me before, young photographers today, what are they going to do? So I know a lot of professionals who will tell a young photographer, you should be a school teacher or a seamstress or go into some other business. Photography is dying. And I would never do that. I say to folks, to young kids, listen, do what you love, learn about your subject as best you can, make the best pictures that you can, learn to think creatively about developing markets for your work or your ideas or teaching. And if you really love it, you'll find a way to manage. And so I would never want to discourage anybody by telling them they can't do it. And then the, the last thing I wanted to mention, and I think it's a great way to end because it sort of ties everything together, the writing and the photography and the teaching and how to generate income, is right now I have a streak of blog posts. I think today is 94 days in a row with the new educational blog post. And most of them take me between one and three hours to prepare. And I do one every day now for 93 days. At one point, I was up to 480 days in a row with a new blog post, thinking I was going to do one for the rest of my life. And I went to the school for the work. I mentioned Byron Katie. And it's a self-help, self-realization program. And when I got there, Katie said, we ask that you turn off your computers for nine days. So I did. My original plan was to get up early and do a blog post, but I turned the computer off. For, that was the end of that, that streak, and then I've started a new one now. And I'm hoping to keep it going, good health and good internet connections going. So it's an educational blog. You go there every day, you're going to learn something about photographing nature. And if you don't photograph about birds or photographing nature or photographing your grandchildren or doing travel photography, the principles are all the same. So I strive to teach folks about digital photography every day. And people are going like, listen, take a break once in a while. Take a day off. You don't have to do it. Why are you so obsessed with the strict? Yes, women that I date have uh, strong feelings in that area. Of, but I love it. And a lot of that goes back to stuff with my dad. He was a demanding man. He was a World War II veteran, severely wounded in Okinawa. And I jokingly say, yeah, the nicest thing my dad ever said to me was take out the damn garbage. So I spend a lot of time wanting to get people to say the nice things he never did. I know he loved me in his way. But the fact is that the blog generates income in getting people for tours. And the two huge things that are recent changes over the last four or five years, and that is I have a used gear page. You want to buy a camera? You want to buy a used lens? You go to the Burgess Art used gear page through the blog. And there's dozens of folks who have come to trust me for my pricing advice and acumen and just the wonderful community where people are buying and selling lenses as much as eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 almost on a daily basis, all on trust. You send, you send me the check, and when it clears, I'll ship you the lens. And we've had, out of probably a 1,000 sales in the last four or five years, we've had maybe one and a half unhappy customers. It's quite remarkable. And then, this, yeah, and then the second thing that's been amazing for me is I get a new lens. I get my hands on a new lens like the 100 to 402. My beloved lens focuses so close. It's lightweight. We didn't even get into the fact that all of these birders now want to become photographers with crop factor cameras. So now, now I advertise this lens, and if I can get you, Paul Parisi, to believe me, 
that this 100 to 402 cannon lens is the greatest thing since baked bread, and you click on my link, all these active links that take hours to integrate into the blog post, you click on my link, I get three and a half percent back from B&H. And I'm upfront about that. We ask people to write for advice. And then we have the Birds' Art store that sells you the tripods and the tripod heads, as well as all our books and educational materials. And the two things combined, the used gear sales and the B&H affiliate sales, they combined annually now the last couple of years for well more than what I ever made as a teacher. So, you know, I love the blog. I love being the center of attention. I love sharing my work. So even though my pictures don't have value today as stock, they have tremendous value in basically in education. And, and Me too. So I'll just close by saying that having lost Elaine to death was at the time a brutal blow. And I, I did find peace through the work and that Lady Byron Katie. But looking back on the last 20, 30 years, it'll be I think it'll be 34 years this August. I can say that I've been just truly blessed to make a living doing what I love to do, teaching others, sharing my stuff. I mean, I got I plenty of students who've won BBC awards, you know, had honored honored images in the biggest contests. And that's very gratifying. And I've just made so many wonderful friends. It is my life. It is my passion. And I'm very thankful and appreciative. And as I am appreciative to you for asking me on the show. Cheers, Paul. You have a great one. Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.